Welcome to the Creative Strengths Podcast. I'm your host, violinist Christian House. In case it's your first time stumbling onto this podcast, I'll tell you who it's for and what it's all about, and I'll tell you specifically why you should listen to this episode. The Creative Strengths Podcast is for musicians and music teachers who want to grow their skills and reach their fullest musical expression. The way we help you do that is by sharing tips, actionable strategies, and stories to hopefully give you inspiration as well as shortcuts to make your practice and growth more efficient. I want to give a huge thanks to our sponsor, Electric Violin Shop. My favorite thing about Electric Violin Shop is their phone support. What this means is that if you ever have a question about gear from electric string instruments, pickups, accessories like effects pedals, PAs, speakers, amplifiers, and more, call Electric Violin Shop at their phone number and a human being will speak to you during business hours. Find their phone number, go to electricviolinshop.com and then call them and they will answer any questions you have. It'll save you a lot of time. Now let's get into this episode. I'm going to share with you how you can intelligently streamline your practicing to gain missing musical skills and become a more versatile, creative, confident musician. This is for any musician or teacher who want to transition to a more functional, sustainable way of making and teaching music. I cover everything that I'm going to share with you here, seven modules during the seven-week Creative Strings workshops. Go to my website, christianhouse.com, and now I'm going to get into to this explanation, the seven modules for musicians ready to transition to a more functional, sustainable way of making teaching music. Module one, easy tonal improvisation. How to visualize and apply harmony on your instrument so that you can improvise, harmonize tonal melodies, accompany other musicians in a duo, trio, quartet with or without a bassist, make your own loops, acapellas, or covers to play unaccompanied on your instrument without sounding boring. The inability to hear, see, or apply harmony on a bowed string instrument, it's one of the most common problems, regardless if you were trained classically or in fiddle or other styles. And there's three reasons why. One is that bowed string instruments are not laid out like a grit, such as a piano. This makes it difficult to visualize harmonic patterns. Two, bowed string instruments don't have frets. This makes it hard to apply across 12 keys. Like on a guitar, you have frets and shapes, and it's easy to move them up and down the instrument. Three, bowed string instruments use a bow. <laughs> that makes it hard to deal with harmony. Like most string players, I struggled to apply harmony on the fingerboard. I discovered that visualizing harmony on paper would exponentially speed up the process, like putting training wheels on a bike. So I developed a visual aid. The diagram shows all the points of connection in every chord progression, especially starting out with foundational triads, which apply to folk songs, easy classical songs, pop songs, and Using chord progressions based on triads, I think, is a very a foundational way to begin harmony. The diagram shows all the points of connection in chord progressions. And when you read along with it and you do simple exercises, you'll never look at harmony the same way again. The truest way to understand harmony is to see in your mind the voice leading relationships between chord tones in any chord progression. To give some examples of chord progression, let's say the chord progression from A to G. So... A to G. This is just one of many chord progressions, but to show what it might look like to be able to find the points of connection between these different chords on the instrument. 
we could do this in a lot of different ways. If we have an A chord. Would you like to diversify your teaching? For over 20 years, I've worked closely with teachers like you to develop resources and programs supporting the evolution of string education to include eclectic styles, improvisation, harmony, functional musicianship, and related subjects. You can teach skills relative to your students' interests without sacrificing technique and tradition. All you need is sound methodology and support. The benefits of continuing your education and working with our programs can include increasing student engagement, promoting diversity, encouraging independent learning from your students, and meeting the national standards related to improvisation, composition, arranging, and eclectic styles. Through the nonprofit I founded called Creative Strings, we offer a variety of resources and programs for classroom and private string teachers, including visits to your school. I've visited nearly a thousand schools in the U.S., including middle school, high school, and college. You can book a trip with your students to Asheville, North Carolina to work with me and experience fun diversions in the Blue Ridge Mountains. You can use our free play-along videos in your classroom. Just push play and uh, let your students play along with them or send them home with your students and they can do the work at home. And of course, you can also get continuing education through our seven-week teacher training Zoom course or bring me out for an in-service day. And finally, you can license our curriculum for your classrooms. To learn more about any of this, just reach out to me, chris at christianhouse.com or visit the website, christianhouse.com or creativestrings.org. And now back to the episode. Once you have this strong grasp of the relationships between these chords, you can do a lot of things. You can accompany, improvise, harmonize. And for most musicians, this is just such a huge gap in our musicianship. Module two, free improvisation also known as a hundred ways to play whatever you want, when you want, and develop your own creative language, regardless of your technical facility or your theoretical knowledge or stylistic language. Well, this is very different. In this situation, you're creating, regardless of how much you know about harmony. A lot of people, because they don't know harmony, they never get around to being creative. They think, well, once I learn the harmony, I'll create. So I'm going to show you how to disregard harmony and be creative. It's really empowering. It's important for getting out of ruts, not playing the same ideas all the time. It also applies whether you're playing by yourself in a small ensemble, in a large ensemble, whether you're playing over song forms or not playing over song forms. If you can't be creative, you could know all the math, you could know all the rhythms, you could know everything. But if you don't have a creative voice, it just doesn't sound like music. But when you invest in building your own language, your own sound and this creative muscles, tension can arise for us around not wanting to sound bad. There's a difference between playing something unfamiliar, playing something bad, but fear of sounding bad pushes us to stay in the realm of the familiar. What I'm going to help you do is overcome this tension so it makes space for you to grow past artificial constructs and into your true full musical expression. Other ways that free improvisation is useful. First, you can integrate this practice along with technical practice so you don't have to add time. This is a great con do it also for developing more mindfulness, relaxation, and playing. Free improvisation does not need to be angular or 12-tone or weird sounding. You can be whatever you want. So I'll give you an example. So this is a free improvisation that's, let's call it 12-tone. 
right? Very angular. Here's a more pretty improvisation. So just to have the freedom to be able to explore at any time you want without having judgment about whether it's good or bad. It's empowering. Module three, mindful, integrated, creative practice. This is a big one. I've been developing this in the last couple of years and I'm excited about it. To me, it feels like doing yoga as a musician. And because you may feel that you have a stack of things to practice and a, and a million things you want to get better at, you may be willing to throw time at all those things, but come out of the practice session not really sure what you did or whether you permanently improved anything. Maybe you're not sure how to organize moment to moment what you should actually be doing in your practice. Whether this shows up around your creativity, such as inconsistency with improvisation in any style, or whether it stops you from internalizing the chords of songs, or whether it affects your ability to master technique or a new repertoire, it often lessen the motivation for us to practice because we're scattered and you start beating yourself up with negative self-talk. It keeps us stuck at a threshold, technical, theoretical, or creative ability. There are so many skills you can learn that it's natural to get overwhelmed. And even when we learn a new skill, we often still feel we aren't good enough. Wouldn't it be nice to have a practice framework that allows you to gain skills, that align with your values, and also bring you a positive mindset, a method that fosters joy and positive self-reinforcement with every note you play. That's what integrated creative mindful practice is. In short, the problem integration solves is that instead of not having time to practice creativity because you're always practicing technique, or songs, you're going to integrate technique, creativity, and internalizing information. Practice improvisation while you notice your right arm, your, your bow technique. Practice internalizing a scale or arpeggio while noticing intonation. I'm gonna give you many ways to do this when we do guided practice sessions. This also gets down to exploring your goals, values, and vision. Because a jazz musician may have different goals and values than bluegrass musician. A professional freelancer in New York may have different goals than an adult beginner who's an amateur and who's not a professional or someone who plays in a worship band on Sundays. There's different values, different reasons for being a musician. I'm going to help you learn to be mindful in your practice in a very concrete way. In short, inner conflict is a problem that a lot of us have. And that could look like procrastination, overwhelm, projecting our feelings outside, negative self-talk, perfectionism, anxiety, circling, hiding, self-shaming. Mindful practice is going to allow you to notice areas for improvement and accept yourself where you are during every note that you play. I'm going to help you do this as I'm guiding you in our classes. So you recognize subconscious emotional triggers, learn to regulate your emotions, and ultimately reconcile inner conflicts. It may sound pie in the sky or woo-woo, but it's not. It's very concrete. And as you're practicing, as you're playing, you'll be muted on Zoom. I'll be guiding you through all these things, regardless of your level. So creativity, the problems creativity solves. When you're creative in your practice, you're not going to be measuring yourself as less than against a standard or against others. Your creative voice is unique, valuable, and incomparable. Also, it's going to help you not feel so bored. Creativity yields constant discovery, growth, and inspiration. 
There are different contexts for how you can practice playing alone, playing to a pulse, playing to different meters, playing tonal versus atonal, playing over song forms, playing free. I'm going to help you do this in all these different contexts. And I'm going to give you structures like yoga poses. These essential forms are subject to variation and modifications that fall within your level limits or level of ability, or like playing one note, recurring notes with rests, one chord vamp, two chord vamps, different grooves, different song forms and more structures. I'm going to show you how to have a bucket of structures and create your own routine by dragging and dropping all these different elements. Module four is about rhythm and groove. There are a few changes that you can make and they are not that difficult. I'm going to show you how to do this by some bowing techniques that once you get them, it will not take much effort to adapt. Essentially, I'm going to teach you how to, instead of just counting in your head, to use your body counting. We're going to give you a chance during the guided practice sessions where you can raise your hand and get my feedback. I'm going to apply it thoroughly. I'm going to help you understand common claves. A clave is basically the organization of a groove. So whether you want to learn triplet-based or duple-based grooves in Latin, pop, jazz, rock, or other styles, I'll give you straightforward ways to organize these. Also, this is going to help with your improvisation because so often the time we're thinking about trying to find the right notes, but we're not focused on rhythms. I'm going to show you how to use rhythm to make improvisation easier. Module five song forms. Every week, we are going to work on songs in different styles. I'm going to teach you how to learn the bass line, the accompaniment parts, and the melodies, and the chord progressions. And whether you want to do one style or many styles, I'm going to be right there prompting you, playing loops for you, helping you go through these songs. Module six, modes and pentatonics. You might be surprised how much music is made by people you listen to using modes of the major or pentatonic scales. The problem is that likely you have not truly learned these scales. I'm going to break it down so that you'll understand modes and scales and pentatonics and how to memorize them without needing to memorize the names of the modes, making it easier to integrate scales. And module seven is advanced jazz harmony. For those of you that want to nerd out, I'm going to give those possibilities like bebop, altered, scales and other nerdy stuff. So this is the seven modules that I will be covering during our seven week course. I've done this course now 15 times. People have raved about it. I have the link right down here. You want to hear what people are saying. People at different levels, different backgrounds, different interests. I hope that this video will help you to articulate the bigger picture of where you can be moving forward to become a more functional, sustainable musician. Check the link below. Reach out to me, Chris at ChristianHouse.com. We have an early bird registration discount for Creative Strings Workshop. Find that at ChristianHouse.com. Check the links in the description and I will see you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app. Share it with others who could benefit. And if you'd like to diversify your teaching to incorporate harmony, improvisation, eclectic styles, and related skills for yourself and or your students, visit christianhouse.com or creativestrings.org. You can also reach me directly. I check my email at chris at christianhouse.com. Again, reach out to me, chris at christianhouse.com. And I would love to discuss with you ways that we can support you in your growth and in supporting your students. So thank you again, and we will see you on the next episode.